Hi, Lash Tribe. I have a very special guest today on this episode of Lash Tribe TV, Nina Andrews from Lashes on Point in Melbourne. This was probably one of the funniest conversations I've had to date. One minute before their appointment, they are running down the street. So you, you'll see them running. Oh God, oh, sorry. Literally, our clients are lashing moving targets. It's hilarious. This morning we were talking about bejazzling. Turn no worries, on the security camera. <laughs> We've only got one blind spot and that's when sexual harassment happens. Nina is also one of a few people in Australia that has been in this industry for a very, very long time, 11 years years and she has a lot to share her story is amazing and the value that she's giving throughout this podcast you don't want to miss it so let's get right into the video hi nina hi, <laughs> thank Belle. how are you i'm great thank you for joining us today Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited because I have had you in one of my groups already and everyone was so happy with what you provided, the value you gave and the training. So I thought I'd invite you back for the Lash Tribe TV uh, podcast as well as video because this is going to be shared pretty much everywhere. And I feel awesome. like <laughs> you have the kind of energy that um, a lot of lash artists would love to have and want to relate to as well. And you have a pretty cool lash story too so welcome energy use from caffeine <laughs> Spoiler alert. caffeine in the morning and then wine at night right that's how it yes. works and cake for lunch donuts too let me just kick off by kind of i guess asking a question of sharing your story what did you do before lashes have you always been doing lashes and if you haven't what was the turning point for you to actually get started in this industry well have a bachelor in health science as an naturopath um, which I did straight out from high school I never actually wanted to practice as a naturopath I just loved the information um, and all that sort of knowledge so that's what I did um, I worked as a dental nurse for nine years um, in general dentistry and it was amazing nobody's happy when they go to the dentist nobody wants to go to the dentist nobody wants to see you it's not something that you wake up in the morning and you're like oh yes I'm going to get a filling I have anxiety I get anxiety if I lie there but my dentist has like a TV on the top with Netflix so that helps a little bit and a lot about how to make it as lovely as possible for your clients because at the end of the day we were a necessary evil we um you need your teeth like you need to keep your teeth healthy and strong so he was really pivotal in teaching me how to make the client experience as amazing as possible and just to keep all of everybody comfortable and calm and happy um and then i discovered eyelash extensions I had my first set done and I remember going into the dental surgery the next day and I said to my boss, Lindsay, I said, I'm going to do this. This is this is my thing. When you retire, this is what I'm going to do. And um, and he said, cool, let's do that. So I started doing lashes on the side um, in the evenings and I grew my clientele very quickly. I was um, one of you doing eyelash extensions at the time. Um, so that was 11 years ago now. Oh, yeah. I've been lashing. And 
I dipped into it full time pretty much a year after I started um, and was able to have my babies and be a stay-at-home mum and work around nap times and schedules. And a lot of those clients I still see today, Those a lot of my clients personally that I see um, have been with me for nine, ten years. And wow. it's amazing. That's it's incredible. Yeah, it's the perfect mix of beauty and art, but at the same time, giving somebody love, looking after somebody, making somebody's day better. Like, I couldn't do that in dentistry. Nobody was excited about coming to see the dentist. But let me tell you, my girls wake up in the morning and I get Snapchat selfies of them first thing in the morning and they're like, yes, it's lash day. <laughs> so when I started out, I had really bad eyelash extensions applied to me, really bad ones. And that's why I got started in doing eyelashes myself but you actually seem to have had a good experience you loved it so much and that then made you get started or why what was it about it well look back in the day when I had my first set of eyelash extensions um new new techs don't know how good they have it these days the wealth of information is so vast and there's so many of us that have been around you know since the inception and have followed eyelash extensions for so long that you really don't know how amazing it is now because back in the day, they were thick like horse hair. They were 0.2 millimeter extensions. I had 13 millimeters. Um, I think my inner corners were 11. And these <laughs> days I never go over an eight for the inner corners. I only do Russian volume. But back then they were thick spiders. And I have my wedding photos of me wearing 13 millimeter classics. And I look back at them now and I'm like, oh, but that was, that was the bee's knees. And to be able to be part of the Australian lash industry and watch it develop in mm. such a beautiful way into sustainable lash artistry, at the start, I was damaging my clients' lashes and I didn't know any better. And now, like I said, I have girls that have been with me for nine, 10 years and their natural lashes are so thick and so full and so amazing. And it's like, yes. It can be done sustainably, but back then we didn't we didn't have the education, so it wasn't it wasn't an amazing set, but it was pretty much the limit of what was available, um, and I knew I could make it better. Yeah, and then fast forward a little bit, you got started in teaching. How did you yeah. start to teach? What was the? Because I mean, a lot of artists are amazing at their craft and they want to have clients, but they don't teach. But how did you get into it? I have done many courses in my time and I've done many courses where I've paid a lot of money to be there and I have received a teeny tiny little um, like bag which has got maybe two lash trays in it, two tweezers and adhesive and maybe like some mascara ones or something um, and it's a one day course or whatever. I mean my first training was a four hour course. Um, that was all there was. There was nothing else available at the time. So I have been to many trainings where I've got nothing from it and I've been to some trainings that have literally been pivotal in my career and changed the way that I have lashed. So I wanted to be that for somebody. I wanted to be able to give, I run two day intensives, right? And it's intense. Um, my students don't actually leave. They are always with me and they're always checking in and we do lots of refreshers and we do lots of, um, we have lots of information going on in a, our own little private group. So I want to be for those people what I didn't have because I wouldn't have damaged so many people's lashes in the first two years. 
but you don't know what you don't know. And to be able to have somebody, I think, who had that wealth of knowledge, who had, who has not just talked the talk, but actually walked the walk. Like I've been from a home salon doing classic loose lashes. I've been from a home salon to running a commercial location, seeing five, 600 clients a month. Like I've done that. So I want to use my experience now and really elevate the Australian lash industry. I want to put us on the map. I want to show everybody mm. that we are a force to be reckoned with in the lash industry. And to be able to teach is such a beautiful honor. To be able to give all these experiences that you've had, if you can make somebody's journey better, I mean, that's that's brilliant. My I love that so, so much. Now, of course, you're still, apart from teaching, you have your salon, and you just said, you see five, 600 clients a yeah. month. What are some tips? What are some tips you can give newer lash artists that really want to grow that into a bigger business, open up their salon? What are like, let's say, three major tips that you could give them? First things first, if you're looking to grow your business from a home base into a commercial location, um, first things first, you have to really sit down and work out what you want. So by that, I mean, what is success for me is not what is success for you. Um, I was lashing an interior designer a few months ago when we were talking about colors and I said, oh yeah, I've got this new couch, it's beige. And she goes, no, 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 no. What is beige to me is not beige to you. Mm -hmm. Like we have totally different concepts. So what you have to do is you literally have to sit down and work out exactly what is success to you and how you're going to achieve it. Make your steps and then break it down. And every day I want you to do something. So the main thing is planning, but also showing up every day. Every single day, I had a diary. And every single day, I actually still do this to this day, 11 years later, I still do this. Every day, have one step, one thing I have to do, which takes me a little bit closer to my goal. One, one step. It's like driving at nighttime. Like, you know, your headlights, you can only see so far ahead of you. Like you're gonna get there but you just need to drive that little bit. So every day you do one thing that puts you further closer to your goal and literally show up every day, hold yourself accountable. Um, that would be number one. Number two, do not stop learning. Do not, you don't know everything. And the more you learn about anything, the more you realize you don't actually know. The amount of my students who come in on day one and they're like, yes, I'm going to be an amazing lash tech. I'm going to open my own salon. I'm going to have a home-based business. Everyone's going to know my name. And then two hours later, they're like, this shit is hard. Mm. It's hard. I'm like, yes, I am teaching you bespoke handcrafted Russian volume. That's all we do. We specialize. I don't do anything else. I don't do lash lists. I don't do classics. I don't do hybrid. I don't do anything. We are a bespoke specialty boutique salon. Um, and obviously we're in demand. So there's there's a market for it, for a higher price boutique procedure, but you can't be asking those prices without being able to back it up. So learning, I read a lot, I'm a big reader. So I read a lot. I also find mentors to help me through every stage. Um, for example, marketing, Facebook and Instagram marketing, you market very different on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. TikTok, everything. You market differently on all of these platforms and you have to learn how to do it. So find somebody who has walked the walk, who isn't just saying, I can do this for you. Somebody who's actually done it and get their information, sign up to their courses, their masterminds, and every day read. If you look at those 
habits of successful people. They get up early, they make the bed, they read, finding information, but continuing your journey. And number three is putting yourself first. A lot of people get so caught up in the hustle. Hustle is a big word I see everywhere. And and it's like, well, I have a family. I have a husband. I have a dog. I have a lot of very high maintenance, very clingy people. Plus I have my entire team here at the salon that I need to look after. At the end of the day, I need to be on point, if, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be on point to be able to provide my staff with the leadership that they require to keep them motivated, to keep them kicking goals. Um, and the way that I do that is I go home at night and I turn my work phone off and I have a glass of wine and I watch YouTube videos about skincare and cleaning tips and TikToking you do TikToks very well don't don't think I haven't watched your TikTok journey I've got Facebook which is the very you know structured this is what we offer you this is how we can help you blah 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 then you've got Instagram which is the same pretty pictures beautiful it's a visual thing then there's Instagram stories and IGTV which is educational and entertainment little bit behind the scenes then we've got our snapchat which is more behind the scenes the fun side of the salon and there's tiktok nobody is there to sell anything you're there to have a good time you're then to introduce your team members show everybody what you do behind the scenes and show everybody that you're a real person people don't buy from someone they don't know and if you're asking almost 300 dollars for a full set of lashes People are not going to give me that money if they don't know who I am or who my team is. So people are like, I don't like TikTok, blah, blah, blah. But it it, it is part of the marketing campaign of this ever-changing multimedia world. It has its place. It's an informal, fun approach. But at the end of the day, that's how you build connection. Yeah, that's right. And you are very good at your social media. What else would you say are a few things or maybe one or two things that you think you have done very, very right in building lashes on point number one i show up every day mm-hmm. i don't care if i'm having a bad day nobody wants to know if i had a fight with my husband or if i accidentally stubbed my toe this morning nobody wants to know i show up every single day every single day you will see something on my stories on my facebook on my you know on my instagram uh, there's a little bit behind the scenes tip. like everybody knows about our coffee addiction everybody knows that we live for donuts everybody knows that we're massive dorks when we're not working um, you don't need to bang on about how amazing and sustainable your lash sets are or how many awards you're winning to show everybody that you're nice people because we are. We're freaking awesome here. We're an amazing team. Find that if you show up every single day, your organic reach will grow because not just because you've got an amazing salon, but also because I'm showing people that this is my life. Everyone knows how passionate I am about sustainable artistry. Everybody knows that this is my thing is education and uplifting the community. Everyone knows about the hashtag Lash With Love movement. Um, Another thing that I do on my socials is my IGTV channel on Lashes On Point. And the IGTV channel is for clients and technicians. And we actually have a lot of international viewers. A lot of your clients watch it, but they they really enjoy it. I'm like, all right, didn't think that would be interesting for you, but they're like, I love it. Um, and it's all free education. So I get up and I talk about 
something I've seen on the forums or somebody would privately message me and say, can you anonymously do a video about this? Or what's your experience with that? So it's, it's, it's me not only showing how much knowledge I have and me using my experience to better people in the industry and help people along a bit of a tricky time. Like one of my more popular ones was how to tell a client that they're not cleansing their eyelash extensions properly without offending them. <laughs> yeah. Without basically turning around and saying, you a grotty bitch. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you're not cleansing effectively and how to do it without causing a breakup, without embarrassing your client, without making your client feel shame. No, mm. you're just, you're doing it, but you're just not, you're not quite getting there and showing them how, like little things like that. Like I didn't think that would be interesting, but the amount of people I get in my DMs saying, what do I do? Um, so definitely I make sure I show up every day. I make sure I share every day. I'm constant and I'm reliable. And people actually message me if I don't show up on Instagram or Facebook. And they're like, are you okay? Is everything all right? Like, are you sick? Um, But also, I provide a lot of free content. um, Both for my clients and maybe people who have eyelash extensions who don't use me as a technician. That's totally fine. If they don't use my salon or my services, I'm still providing information about the industry so that at the end of the day, eyelash extensions can be what they're supposed to be, which is fun, glamorous, beautiful, but zero damage and sustainable. And also, they're not supposed to damage your natural eyelashes at all. I've had extensions for years. Look at these fluffy bad boys. Me too. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My way. So that's yeah. amazing. Well, you've shared a lot of stuff that you've done right and things that should be done. How? how that's what I want to talk about next. What are some things, thinking back, that you wish you could have done differently or things that you can tell other people, don't do that, I did that, that was not good? There are two things that come to mind. Mm-hmm. First was upsetting my neighbours. Well, I originally was a home-based salon. It was wonderful. I loved it. But the problem was I was very popular. I ended up getting a staff member in. And in my municipal, if you have a home-based business, you can have one staff member, but they can't work over 25 hours a week. You can have one staff member and that's it. But the issue was we were so in demand that we got too busy for our street. So we are a residential zone one. Um, so you can't affect the amenities on the street. So I had myself and Gabby as staff members. So that's two cars. My husband also lived at a house, that's three. The client that she was seeing and the client that I was seeing, that's five cars, plus our next two clients waiting, that's seven cars, seven cars. For one house and that we worked four nights a week and we also did full days mm. so and Saturdays so basically um, I would have approached that differently I obviously there was a massive delays with building this location I was behind for I think we were like four months behind with the build not through anything that we did it was the actual landlord they had an issue with their permitting um, to get the occupancy permits. Um, but we were we ended up staying in the home-based salon for probably four months longer than we originally intended to. And because I was actively building my clientele to be able to move into my new location with a with full books and bringing on another staff member, I had neighbours who had their noses out of joint, which is completely understandable looking back. But at the time, I felt personally attacked. 
but now I looking back I can see yeah that it wasn't it wasn't fair because mm. the streets were filled and it was all my clients and my clients parked like idiots like people <laughs> would literally just stop in the middle of the road get out of their car and come in and I'm like you can't leave your car there you know so people would park across my neighbor's driveways so I would have that's that was a massive mistake that I made and I regret that I would have enacted policies and procedures sooner and I would have enacted them more rigidly. So basically, for those who don't know, a procedure is when you write out everything on how to do something and you put it in a manual so that if you had a, like, for example, if you had a 10-year-old come in and say, do this, a 10-year-old could look at it and be like, okay, and follow the steps. Literally, like to open the salon in the morning in my in my um, operations manual for my salon, it literally says, unlock back door turn on lights you know like it, it's step-by-step step basics i would have started that earlier and the reason for that is we grew so fast uh, well not so fast it was an 11-year journey but um at the end these last five years have been a roller coaster and having new staff coming in and my team and building my team and you know i would have had that and also i would have started my where procedures really shine for you is when you have a procedure for when something goes wrong for example a client has an allergic reaction okay this is how we handle it okay um a client has a complaint this is how we handle it okay a client's running late i see this all the time on the forums my clients my clients 30 minutes late and i'm still waiting and my next client's coming in an hour what should i do First of all, you shouldn't be in that position at all. You should have a certain amount of time that you're willing to wait. For me, it's 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. We've run back to back here. If you're anything over 10 minutes late, you have a choice. You can either pay for your appointment and reschedule or you can have the rest of your appointment time and we'll do as much as we can, but I'm not going to run late for my next client because my next client's driven 45 minutes to get to me and is waiting in the waiting area. That's not fair on them. I would have been stricter about that right from the very start because you teach people how to treat your business what you let people get away with i'm not talking about just policies for your favorites i'm it has to be across the board that you have to teach people this is how you want to be treated and like deposits for new appointments we have so many people call us every week booking appointments and a lot of them don't pay the deposits they 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 change their mind but now that we only hold appointments for 24 hours, and if you don't turn, if you don't pay your deposit within 24 hours, we'll send you a little reminder message saying, "Hey, do you still want this appointment?" If we don't hear from you in a few hours' time, your appointment is removed, and somebody else gets it. Somebody else will take it. Um, and it's definitely been a lot better. And mm. the first time I really struggled with that was when I was in my home-based salon, and both my kids went to childcare, so I had to pay $115 a day for childcare. So that's for two kids and I had all these full sets booked in and um, I had three full sets booked in that day and all three of them cancelled. So I was out of pocket and everybody had a different reason. One just no-showed, One, everyone had a different reason and that was when I said, right, policies and procedures now so that when shit hits the fan, I know exactly what to do um, and I know how to handle it and it's the same throughout everybody and the amount of people we have coming in late. You will see our clients one minute before their appointment, they are running down the street because they know the drill. You know, you, you'll see them running. Oh, God, oh, sorry. Ah. You know, they're three minutes late and they're like, I am so 
on time. We're going to, you know, do amazing work for you. Everything's going to be hygienic. Everything's going to be single-use disposable. We're going to look after you. We're going to give you an amazing experience. But you've got to come to the party as well. You have a really cool cleansing policy. Do you want to tell our listeners and viewers about it? Well, what was happening is a few years ago on the forums, there was somebody who was saying, what do you do when your clients come in with dirty eyelashes and it takes time out of their appointment? Do you charge a fee? Blah, blah, blah. And at the time, I had a staff member and she suffered from anxiety. And what was happening was a lot of her clients were coming in with dirty eyelashes and she was low-key panicking because then she had less time to lash because she was cleansing. Yeah. So what we did was we created our uh, cleansing policy. So we have our, like, you know, client information form and our waiver that they signed for. We've actually put it on a separate piece of paper and we feel it gives it more weight. This is your cleansing policy. So basically, we make a client sign it. Basically, what it says is your personal hygiene is your responsibility. You are employing me to lash you. I am not here to wash you. I'm not. And a lot of people are like, I don't understand why it just takes five minutes out of your appointment, blah, blah, blah. Do you know how fast I lash? I could put so many fans on you in five minutes. So I say to my clients, it's your responsibility to cleanse your lashes and come with clean lashes. However, a lot of people are out and about or they're coming from work or whatever. So one of our hand basins, we have set up as a dedicated cleansing station. So we say to our clients, you either wash your eyelashes the day before the day that you come in that morning, you wash your eyelashes, or if you're coming in from work, come in five minutes early and use the cleansing station. We have everything that you need. We have lash shampoo, we have cleansing brushes, you know, we have cotton rounds. We have makeup remover, all lash safe products. We, we have moisturizers. We have everything set up. Like it's, it's beautiful. It's all set up. Um, you can come in five minutes early. You can cleanse your lashes at our station. It's all ready for you. It's all free. Um, or if you're coming in late and we need to cleanse your eyelashes, we will cleanse your eyelashes, but there is a fee on top of it for us to wash your eyelashes. And that time is taken out of your lash time. So it means you get less eyelash extensions. And your pan top. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that policy a lot. And all of my all my regulars, you're gonna love this. My regulars, they waltz into the salon and they walk by the reception desk and they're like, Hey they go straight to the cleansing station, they wash their eyelashes, and then they go right back to the reception, they sit themselves down, they get their phones out and you know, like everybody knows They know. They have been brought up well. Yeah. Yeah, because I love it. a lot it. of them have been with us for years. Yeah, a lot right. of our clients are long-term clients. I'd probably say 80% of our clientele have been with us for years. I'm all about long-term people. I don't want flash in the pan. I, I'm, our, as lash artists, our money comes from refills. Yeah, return customers are a lot uh, cheaper to keep, and it's more expensive to try and advertise and find new, new people everywhere. It... And I have so many new friends. Like, <laughs> I want to know what happened with that bitch in accounting, you know? Like I, <laughs> I want to know how your dog is going with its toilet training, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's nice. It is, it is. Now, I don't want to be people. I'm not a people person. I don't want to hang out, no. <laughs> you like to feel safe in your little bubble, right? In your lash we have bubble. Our little, we have our own little lash tribe, all right? We have yeah. our own little lashes on the point community and we all have a bit of a giggle and everybody knows that there's a lot of swearing and there's a... This morning we were talking about bejazzling. So, oh, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's very much a barbershop vibe. It's all open plan. Sometimes you're just having a quiet conversation with your client. Sometimes you're two clients next to each other having conversation. 
especially in the evenings, the whole salon is in hysterics the entire time. My technicians can easily lash through talking and laughing because they've trial by fire. <laughs> we are not one of those salons that you put in the quiet earphones and like, mm, please don't move, please don't talk, please don't laugh. Literally, our clients are lashing moving targets. It's hilarious. <laughs> It's a skill to have, that's for sure. Yeah, whenever you hire a new person, you have to tell them the skills we require is for you to eat a lot of cake, drink coffee, and still be able to last without shaking and try and follow your clients here. <laughs> I love well, it. I actually did an IGTV about that because I had one staff member who could have up to five cups of coffee in a day and no issues. For me, it's two. You, everybody's different. You need to know your limit. I I'm two as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm two. two. That's it. Yeah, for me too. And if it's after three, I will not sleep until 1 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's two o'clock. Two o'clock is the magic time. Yeah, that's right. Hey, where do you see our lash industry going? Well, there's two schools of thought there, Julia. There mm -hmm. is one school of thought that it's going to end up like the nail salons. Um, everybody is starting to underprice each other. Um, amazing artists are working for pennies, all that sort of stuff. So people, a lot of people feel that the Australian lash industry will go the same way and prices will just get driven down and it's just going to get driven to the ground. Um, another thought is it's going to be like everything else. And this is my personal opinion. It's going to be like every other industry, all right? If you want to spend a grand and get your eyelash extensions done on a mega yacht and have somebody do your nails at the same time and have champagne as your, you know, and somebody fan you with a palm front, there is someone out there that's going to do it for you. But if you want a $20 full set of eyelash extensions, that's fine as well. I don't believe that the industry is going to go downhill. I believe there's always going to be a market for boutique specialty services. And I'm obviously, yeah. I'm obviously one of those people. Yeah. I'm assigned that that's totally fine. Um, but at the end of the day, I would like to think that we're going to continue growing. There are so many exciting things happening within the industry. Um, I'm so excited that I'm able to be part of helping to internally regulate the Australian New Zealand lash industry, to be able to help basically steer the Australian market, the position that I would love it to go, which is a beautiful, sustainable artistry. And at the end of the day, my clients, like the proof is in the pudding. A lot of my clients have been with me for years and the natural lashes look hella amazing. You know, I think that you need to find out where you're going to be on that scale and stick to it. And if you are asking for higher prices, well, hell, let me tell you, your training better be up to scratch and you better be providing amazing value because people aren't stupid. No. And if you're charging higher prices and you're not giving value for money, I want my clients to walk away with more than what they paid for. And my academy is... You know, testament to that. My clients walk out with these massive kits and all this information. Tell us a little bit about that because that's actually my next question. Mm -hmm. uh, what you've got going on at the moment and how people can reach you if they're new in the lash industry or even because uh, you don't do classic training, if they want to start with volume, how can they reach you? What do you offer? Well, we are actually one of the only academies out there that offer... Um, handcrafted Russian volume for beginners. And by that, I mean zero experience. And I didn't realize that that was a thing until I was being interviewed one day and they said, you know, 
it's weird that you do beginner training with zero experience. And I'm like, is it? These people are blank canvases. Plus, we have a lot of ongoing education with our courses. So even though you're with me for two days, um, we're still continually updating your education in the graduates group and doing a lot of live trainings. I actually had one of my students call me last week and um, Duana's just walked past and done a shimmy. A shimmy. <laughs> Girl, stop shimmying. <laughs> Um, what are they doing? I want to see. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's awesome. You just turned it around and they just stopped. It's hilarious. Oh, God. They're actually walking by and they're like, ah. That's fine. I would have loved to see that in action. So if they're coming back, just quickly turn it. Don't worry. It's on the security camera. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me how they can reach you. What's your website, your Instagram handle, your where are you based? Well, we are based in um, Melbourne, Australia. Um, so basically everything is Lashes on Point Salon. So go onto Facebook, Lashes on Point Salon. Instagram, Lashes on Point Salon. TikTok, Lashes on Point Salon. In, um, Snapchat, Lashes on Point Salon underscore AU. And then our website, and if you're interested in any of our trainings, I have a six-week mastermind, which is completely online. It's all about how I took my business from a home-based salon into a commercial location. Um, we have the Beginners Academy, we have the Advanced Academy, both in salon, or we have an online option, which is also very popular for those who maybe can't make it to us in Melbourne. Um, and all of that can be found at www.lashesonpoint.com.au. Are you ready? for your rapid fire questions oh yes okay okay ready yes beach or sightseeing beach coffee or wine that's a hard one. Oh no okay no i got this coffee until three o'clock and then wine yes correct correct answer <laughs> favorite so we've also accepted wine from four o'clock and five o'clock but Clock is okay. Pick, just pick up the kids at school at three thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink and drive. Uh, favorite country? Australia. This is my home. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Sean Mendes or Justin Bieber? I don't like either of them. What? You disappoint me. <laughs> yes, good answer, good answer. Favorite ice cream flavor? Ooh, ooh, English toffee. Home or travel? Okay, I'm a homebody, but my husband has the travel bug. Uh, rain or sunshine? I love rain. Cats or dogs? Dogs, dogs, my dig digs. Uh, what's your favorite thing to do on the weekend? I love, I have a certain section on the couch that I sit on. That's my little square. I sit on the couch. Um, I watch uh, YouTube videos all about morning routines and looking after yourself, skincare and house cleaning and all that sort of stuff. I know it's sad, but I literally turn my brain off. I have anxiety and like all sorts of, I'm just a very highly strung individual. I don't know if you've noticed. 
basically, I don't watch normal TV. And what is like one thing that you could share with people that they may not know about you? Any hidden talents, any secrets that you can share? Um, I speak fluent German. Mm-hmm. Ich auch. Mm-hmm. And um, and I see dead people. Oh, great. It doesn't, it doesn't happen often. Um, it's not like I see dead people walking down the street. It's not like that at all. But I'm like shadow people around. So um, to be able to build this location, I basically had to take a leap of faith that I couldn't test the ground to see if there was anything here. And lucky for me, I've watered my whole salon and my home. So nothing can get in or out. There's nothing here. But that was the hardest thing for me because um, it's very hard to lash and you see something over the corner of your eye and you're obviously working with very fine tweezers next to somebody's eyes and there is stuff going on and you, your client's got their eyes shut and you've just got to pretend that everything's fine. And you're like lashing and you're all, so what are you doing on the weekend? What is your favorite item of makeup? What could you not leave your house without? Oh, I love all makeup. Just one. You can, you just can pick one. Ah, eyeshadow. I Uh, can do anything with eyeshadow. I love eyeshadow. I've got teal eyeliner on today. I love eyeshadow. It's just, you can do so much with it. And then I think I know the last one already, classics of volume. I have not touched a classic lash in six years. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me. That was really fun. And I hope that our viewers and listeners, I, I know I got a lot out of it. I know that a lot of people will um, go home now and maybe start a little cleansing station (laughs) in their salon.